Good morning and welcome to another edition of the Spiritual Foundations of Mental Health. Today's topic, moving from fear to love. Okay, let us begin with a simple overview. What is it that we mean when we speak of the spiritual foundations of mental health? You and I and every single person on this planet has access to an unconditional wisdom and insight to navigate our lives. We are experiencing new and changing circumstances and moods. We experience dead ends, conflicts, uh, fearful circumstances, or at least they look that way. And um, it can look like we don't know how to be in our lives. And yet we do. Doesn't mean that those lives are, are easy or pain-free, but the ability to navigate them, the ability to look and see that there is hope, there is growth, there is opportunity in this circumstance, there is a path forward, and I can embrace it with courage, with humility, with uh, a welcomeness. I can move forward in my life no matter what, no matter the degree to which my past seems to tell me I can't. No matter that this, no matter the degree to which the circumstances presently seem to be spelling dead end, stuckness, total hopelessness, it does not matter. There is always in our reach, always need, not just in our reach, it's always here, the capacity to look and see that there is right now in this moment a connection to wisdom and understanding and peace of uh, and and wisdom and understanding and yes peace of mind with which to be able to navigate our lives while it it the way it, the way that it happens that we don't feel that way is when we get these difficult feelings we get difficult feelings become we become frightened we we mistakenly associate those difficult feelings fear anxious anger regret hopelessness, we mistakenly link those or attribute those feelings to things of this world, our past or present circumstances, what we think to be the future circumstances, or some kind of unchangeable quality about ourselves, whatever it is, there's some fixed reality that is the, the source of the feeling that we're experiencing that we don't like that we feel we can't be with, that we feel the need to run away from or fight. And in that moment that we mistakenly attribute that feeling to something that we know is beyond our control, when then we can basically give up hope. But it's built on a misunderstanding. It's built on an innocent mistake that those feelings are being created and generated in a given moment by something, something from our past, something from the, in the present something that's fixed about ourselves, but it's not true. We are experiencing moment, a moment-to-moment flow, including that, that flow includes dark, all-encompassing feelings of hopelessness. That flow includes warm and trusting states of mind. Someone just over Yom Kippur expressed to me uh, a terrible feeling of hopelessness, that he, whatever he does, it's never enough. And he can't find respite from this pulverizing feeling of 
Nothing you do is good. Nothing you do is good enough. It's always the case that you could be doing more and you'll never, ever reach uh, a modicum of accomplishment. So what are you even bothering with, right? That was the that was the feeling he expressed to me. And there was a tremendous angst in his um, expressing that to me. And he was looking for input on what to do about that. And my first thought that that came to my mind was like, how often do you experience this? Like, did you feel this way yesterday? He said, no, I would say probably every couple of weeks I experience it. And how long does it last? I don't know. I'm not sure how long it lasts. So I said, well, does it last? It obviously is not continuous because you wouldn't be able to say about it that it only comes every couple of weeks if it's with you all the time. So at some point it leaves, right? And he said, yeah. So I said, okay, well, there you go. I don't have a, I don't have a, I don't have a piece of advice for you as to how to rid yourself of it. All I can say to you is that it doesn't seem to me like you're going to have to, like, this is a temporary state of mind. It's not actually describing to you that feeling that no matter what you do, it's never going to be enough is not actually describing to the reality of your life. It's just shedding light on your state of mind in this given moment. And that given state of mind is temporary. You know, like King Shlomo used to have a ring that read on it, Gamze Yavor, this too will pass. So he wasn't so happy with that advice, but but I'm dripping seeds. I'm drop. I'm I'm dripping drips. I'm drop. I'm planting seeds that, at some point, he'll come to see for himself. Like, wait a second, I, I don't, I don't like this feeling, and it feels awful, like pulverizing, unbearable. It feels. But I do recall that I don't stay in this feeling forever. So maybe I can bear it. Maybe. Maybe it is bearable. I don't like it, but maybe I can watch it and kind of acknowledge the truth of it, which is that it's its not actually describing the reality of my life. It's just simply reflecting the quality of this moment's flow and how long that flow is going to flow. I don't really know, but guess what? I get to accomplish something great in this pulverizing flow. I get to acknowledge that the source of all life is there's one single simple source that all the flow that flows is coming from one single simple source and the very recognition of that, even if it doesn't remove an iota of the pulverizing feeling, is a tremendous accomplishment. Just that internal recognition that we call it a duty of the heart, a duty of the mind. There is in Jewish thought duties of the limbs, that things that we're meant to fulfill with our physical actions, putting a mezuzah on our door, um, eating kosher food, but there's also duties of the mind-heart. The duty of the mind-heart can happen just inside your mind. That pulverizing feeling that's arising within you that says, no matter what you do, it's hopeless. What are you bothering with? The ability to watch and acknowledge in that moment, even if it does nothing to dissipate the pulverizing feeling, the ability to acknowledge, wait, I know something about these this feeling, it's really describing this flow, the flow that the Almighty is making available to me at this moment. It's not describing the reality of my, of my life. It's not, it's, not, it's not telling me about the reality of how hopeless my life is. It's just not. And that's an amazing gift, an amazing, amazing gift. And, and um, 
Okay, so that is our intro. So today we talk, we, I, I describe that today's topic is called Moving from Fear to Love. And I'm going to speak about this wondrous time of year that we're in right now, where we move from the 10 days of tshuva to Sukkot. And here's how it looks to me. And I'm just so touched by this idea. It's just so amazing to me. We uh, approach the 10 days of tshuva, the days from Rosh Hashanah until Yom Kippur, with a, a certain awareness that, wow, I've, I've made choices that were harmful to me. I've made harmful, I've, cho- I've made choices that were that degraded my character, that caused damage uh, to my spiritual refinement. I, I've made choices that uh, were less than dignified, that impacted others in a negative manner. I've, or alternatively, I've, I've failed to redeem my potential in some way. I had opportunity over this last year to to gain insight and understanding and growth. And there were times where I just, it was too much. It was too much for me. I didn't want to face it. I didn't want to deal with it. I wanted to run away. I wanted to escape. That's how it looks to me, the 10 days of Chuba. Coming face to face with that sense that I've been given this wonderful potential. And it comes with a set of responsibilities. Now that's a bit intense at times to feel, but on the other hand, we have the whole month of Elul to be reminded of how gorgeous life is, how gorgeous life is. Like, I don't view my life as a burden because look at how gorgeous my life is. Look how gorgeous life is. I, from all the challenges and difficulties that I've experienced, so much incredible blessing has come. I've been able to be a partner with the creator of all life in converting potential to actual of taking darkness and bringing and, and, and being a partner and revealing light in that very place of darkness. Like, wow, how exquisite. So many places where I've been able to grow, where I've been able to contribute to others, where I've been able to, it's just an unbelievable thing that I can redeem these, these sparks from places of darkness to light. Wow. I want to be alive. Oh, but it's, there's so many places in my life where I don't want to face. It's it's fearful. It's scary. It takes, I don't know if I can face those things. Well, I have Elul to kind of bring myself to an awareness that no, life is good. I want life. I want the difficulties of life. There is a leader and a king, and he knows how to guide me. He's the ultimate guide and coach. And I, I want his leadership and his guidance. Wow, my life has been a blessing. That's Elul. And then I come with that kind of healthy appreciation for the gift of life and including including its challenges. I can come to the 10 days of Chuvan and say, whoa, there are places where I'm not facing up, where I'm turning, where I'm, I'm, I'm escaping. I'm, I'm letting the fear and distractedness kind of run things. And I, I don't want that. And it's causing damage. Like I don't, you know, that's to me what 10 days of tshuva are. And I say to my creator, Hashem, please, I, I'm ready. I'm interested. I want to repair. I want to face the places that I'm not yet facing. I want to, I want to be the partner that you've asked me to be in bringing forth light from that place of darkness. I'm, I'm, I'm scared and I, I realize I've got no choice. You've given me one life. I don't want to lose this opportunity. I don't want to 
I don't want to leave this world. Who wants to leave this world having recognized that he didn't face up to the opportunities that were given to him, that were given uniquely and only to him? Please, Hashem, these 10 days are unique opportunities to redeem that light. And it's intense. It feels intense to me, like intensely meaningful, intensely um, intimate, intensely um, like I... Hashem, I, I come to this place where I say to my creator, Hashem, I know I need to get from point A to point B. I know I need to chart a new course. I'm not, I know that you're not expecting me to accomplish it all in these 10 days, but to chart a course and to set myself on that course, the essence of doing tshuva is to set a new course, is to choose a direction, to set a course to go in a new direction for the coming year. But it takes courage. It takes, it takes humility. It takes a realization. There is no... Alternative. I can't, I'm not going to come to the end of this world, to the end of my life, and, and look back on a wasted opportunity. I don't want to face lost opportunity and, and, and damage that I, I could have faced and could have repaired. I, I can't, Hashem, I need, to, I need to move forward. So there's this, a sense of fear. There's a sense of fear of lost opportunity, of I don't want to disappoint you, Hashem. I don't want to face the pain of the, of, of, of failure. I, I'm, I'm, I'm living with a feeling of awe. I don't want to miss this opportunity. And there's that sense of like, to me, I don't know how I'm going to make this leap, but I realize I've got no choice. Hashem, I'm turning to you. Please, please, I need you. I know I don't want to miss out on this opportunity. I know you don't want me to miss out on this opportunity. I know I don't want to face the consequences of an unmemorable life, of an unactualized and unrealized life. I don't want that. I'm terrified of moving forward, but I'm even more terrified of, of, not, of not moving forward. Please, there's no way I can do this. I need you. And then something happens during these 10 days when we, when we come to that realization that we need Hashem's help. And there's no choice but to go forward, but there's no way to go forward without His help. And then we turn to Him and we say, Avarachamim, our merciful Father, Zoycher Yitzuv Lechaim Barachamim, you remember your creations with mercy. There's no way we can accomplish this without your help. And the act of recognizing that we can't do this without you is itself a path of connection to you and itself a way of of meriting your help by our realization that we can't do it without you and what brought us to that was that fear of lost opportunity and then our sages tell us that we we come out of Yom Kippur and we realize wow we turn to him we gave every ounce of our heart to him. We say, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I'm 100% committing to do it. And I need you, and I need you, and I need you. And we say that over and over and over. And when a person comes to realize that he can't go to where he wants to go in life without Hashem's help, but he has no choice but to go there, something clicks. Something has the potential for him for to, to click inside of him. It says, wow, the Almighty is available to me. The creator of the universe, the source of everything, is available to me. And if that's true, if that's true that he's available to me, 
from a place of fear, from a place of realization, like I've blown it or I've missed opportunities and I can't live with that. If it's true that he's available to me from that place of fear, then maybe, wait a second, maybe it's the case that he's available to me even without, even without having blown it or lost an opportunity. Maybe he's available to me all the time. Maybe, maybe I don't have to wait till I face the pain of lost opportunity or of fear of regret. Maybe I can chart a course from a place of enthusiasm and affection and a desire. Hashem, I need you and I want you even now that I, I'm clean. I want to move forward with that awareness of I can't live my life and I don't want to live my life without you. I want to walk with you. I want to be with you. I need you and I want you. And that's exactly what our creator desires of us. He wants our heart. What partner in a relationship doesn't want to feel that the other needs and wants him? Every husband wants to feel that his wife needs and wants him. Every wife wants to feel that her husband needs and wants her. Our creator desires to know and to sense that we, we're clear. We need him. We want him. And so, what do we do? What do we do on the heels of on the on the on the on the heels of Yom Kippur? We we prepare ourselves for Sukkot. Sukkot is where we step out of our routine. We step out of the mundaneness of our lives, and we say to ourselves, "Wait a second. I don't want to wait till I'm stuck." and frightened of missing out on an opportunity to, to be reliant on Hashem. I want to be reliant on Hashem right now. I want to go forth and do good and enjoy this world and fulfill my potential without having faced the consequences of maybe I've blown it. No, right now from a place of love, I want to serve and rely on and express my desire for my creator. So I step out of my home and I walk into a, a, a home that is completely flimsy. The roof of a sukkah is by design a roof that doesn't really work. It's, it's flimsy. It can't actually provide protection from rain. If it does provide protection from, from rain, it's actually invalid as schach. As, as we, are, we are placing ourselves into a situation of complete and total vulnerability, and that's every relationship. Every precise and beautiful and pr pristine relationship is... I know you love me, and therefore I'm coming toward you to say, I need and I want you. I cannot have the life I want without you. Oh my goodness, what husband and what wife doesn't want that from their partner? I, I cannot have the life I want without you, and I'm coming to you with my imperfections and with my vulnerabilities and with my unrealized potential because I know that you in a relationship with you is going to be the place where I'm going to realize and actualize and step forward into life. So ah, it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. First, he backed us into a corner and real to realize we need him. We need him. We can't from a place of fear. My goodness, I don't want to face the consequences of, of my unrealized potential. I need you, but I can't get to you. I can't get it done without you. Click, something clicks that I real that I can rely on him. I can. And then I come away with from Yom Kippur and realize I don't need to wait to that place of fear, that fear of lost opportunity. I can right now from a place of love express I'm vulnerable. I have needs. 
I'm imperfect. And that is the design that my realization of my, my, my lack is the place to turn to you. It's the whole context with which to turn to you and to reach for you and to desire you and to express to you, my creator, I need and I want you and you, you coming towards you, living with you in a place of vulnerability is the way that I'm going to have the most amazing life together with you. I want you. I need you. I want to come close.